Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website, www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. Now let's listen to Pastor Dave Crocker. Well, welcome to church this morning. So pleased that you have chosen to be here with us on what is quite a historic day in, in the life of this church. If you're, you're visiting with us, uh, we apologise that there's a little bit of in-house business this morning, but I, I'm, I'm excited about today. And, 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 and preparing for this, I, it was really tough kind of message to prepare for this morning because I didn't want to preach in such, such a way that it felt like I was trying to preach you into voting one way or another. But yet we want to continue to speak life and faith and talk about where we're going as a church. And today is probably one of the most significant days in the life of this church. Make no mistake, we will look back on today for many years to come, possibly generations the future reflection, I think, on today for us as a church will possibly be one of two things. In future generations, they'll look back at us and say, thank God for people who had the faith to make big calls, or what the heck were they thinking? It's kind of like what we do now. We sit in the buildings on land that was purchased by past generations. And some of your families were around in the early days. Some of your families have sacrificed and contributed and served here for many, many years. And we thank God for the sacrifices that those who have gone before us have made so that we could have what we have today. Make no mistake, this building is a blessing by generations that have gone before us. This land that we stand on today is a blessing from the generations that have gone before us. It is an inheritance that our generation has received. And we don't dismiss the legacy. We stand on the shoulders of those giants and reach for things never previously possible. Reckon if we told our founding members that in 2018, the properties that they said about purchasing could be sold for $4.3 million and turned to an aged care facility. They may have laughed at us, but they probably tried to have bought twice as much land. What we have today would never have been in the imaginations of people when this whole thing kicked off 70 years ago. The very first meeting of Churches of Christ in Penrith occurred on the 4th of April in 1948, 70 years ago this year. Present at the first meeting were Mr. and Mrs. Burkhead who lived in Penrith, but were heading to Doonside where the nearest Church of Christ was. Alan Ellis who moved with his family from Newcastle. Mr. and Mrs. Jennett who lived in Cranebrook. Mr. Ward who was a Baptist gentleman but lived locally. In 1949, the church was holding tent meetings on High Street near where the police station is. In 1955, it was decided to, and I quote, go ahead in faith and purchase land for the building of the church. A building was moved on site and the first service happened on the 16th of December in 1956. 
Don Norling was later appointed as a student minister to serve the church, and in 1961, the building was extended, small kitchen added, more land was purchased to build a manse for the first full-time minister in this church, Pastor Alan Webb. During Alan's time, it was decided to build a new church incorporating the old building which would be used for Sunday school. The new building, most of which we're standing in now, was opened on the 20th of April in 1963. In 1975, the church opened the original hall that has since been updated. In 1976, a church was planted in Blacksland and supported by Penrith. 1982, a new manse was opened. The church then purchased the property at 154 Stafford Street, which is the house next to us here, with the idea of putting a youth minister in there. In 1985, this building was extended. In 1987, a new church was planted at Richmond. What an incredible legacy of faithfulness of past generations. I want to quote from the document produced for the 60th anniversary of this church. It said, Since its beginning, the church at Penrith has been characterised by the ability to rise to a challenge and trust God in faithfulness. The faithfulness of those early pioneers cannot be understated. They have left the Penrith church with a wonderful example of faith and perseverance. The legacy left to us by those that have gone before is one of faith and trusting God. What an incredible foundation for us as a church as we continue to pioneer as they did. What might they celebrate with us today? Hundreds of people coming to a saving faith in Penrith, being baptised and discipled and set free. Thousands of people having a hot meal because the church went. Young people and kids connected with the church even though their families may not be. Churches planted or supported out of here. A rich legacy of blessing the nations and sending people to the ends of the earth. Families that have had children in this church and they've grown up calling this church home. All the generations joining together to worship God. I'm sure there'd be many, many other things that we could celebrate with them as we have the privilege of looking back on that which was a dream in their heart. When they set out to start this church, it would be with vision and dream and expectation of God doing a work here in Penrith. And now 70 years later, we stand at the tail end of all that they hoped and dreamed. We have seen the realisation of their dreams. I wonder if future generations will look back and say they've seen the realisation of our dreams. I want to do something this morning, and I'm sorry if I am going to embarrass you in any way, but we're talking about legacy and I feel the, the, the weight of the generations that have gone before. And, and I want to ask you this morning, if you've been in this church for longer than 20 years, I picked a number, 20 seemed like a big number. If you've been in the life of this church for longer than 20 years, I want to ask you to stand up this morning. Would you do that for me? Because the rest of us this morning are going to honour you for your faithfulness and service in this church over a long period of time. Can we give these guys a hand this morning? (laughs) Say standing for me if you were born 
in this church. If this was, if you were born here, kind of, a few people, look at that. How awesome is that? Right, you, you guys can grab a seat. I love that. I love longevity. I love generation after generation passing the baton from one to the other. I love that we, as a congregation in 2018, get to stand on the shoulders of the giants that have gone before. We could not do anything that we're attempting to do today without that which has been, and we want to honour our past generations. And we want to honour the families that have sacrificially given and served and been faithful for here financially and practically over many, many, many years. I've got plenty of friends that have planted churches or have quite new churches and we have something that they will never have in their lifetime, 70 years of history. And that's not to be taken lightly. We thank God for those people. I wish I had time to mention all the names and, and I, I realise we've got a 60th anniversary booklet and it must be time to update that and, and continue the story of this church. See, when you plant seeds, you expect a harvest, but you don't know how big that harvest will be. We know how many seeds are in an apple, but we don't know how many apples are in a seed. In our time, in this moment, we take the harvest we've received from previous generations and we sow new seed. We invest in a future that is not yet known. Some of you who are in the latest stages of life may not see the full realisation of the next season of this church, but we sow seed anyway. Whether it's here on this side or at another site, we sow for future generations. We pass the baton. We look at those who are coming after us and determine in our hearts and our spirits that we will leave the church in good stead for them, that we will pass them on something better than we ever found. There's a concept called cathedral thinking. I don't know if you've heard that concept before, but it struck me recently, and I want to explain it for you this morning. It traces back to medieval times when architects, stonemasons and artisans laid plans and began construction of soaring structures that served as places of worship, community gathering spaces and safe havens. They began projects knowing that they would never see the fulfilment of the plan. They wouldn't see the finished product that they began building. A family would move to the construction site sometimes for generations. A father would train his son to continue the work after he was gone. A father may start as a stonemason and then his son would follow and his grandson may follow after that as the building was completed over many, many generations. First, can we put that first photo up? This is a, sorry, it's not the greatest quality. It's a photo of... Anyone know what that is? Let's, let's do a test here. Anyone want to take a stab? It's a Catholic building. So Barcelona. Very good. That is the Catholic Cathedral in Barcelona. I don't know if you're aware of the history of that cathedral. They began building it in 1882. It's not yet finished. 
The date of expected completion is 2028. 146 years after they began the construction of that building, they're expecting to finish it. That's cathedral thinking. That's looking beyond who we are and where we are to future generations and determining that we will train up the next generations. We will pass on all that God has shown and taught us and that they may continue the work long after we've gone. Cathedral thinking. A modern example of that for us, if you're struggling to get your head around that, because it's a term that's used fairly frequently these days in the business realm, and is climate change. The, the decisions being made today around climate change and what we do and don't do won't have a benefit in our lifetime because it takes many, many years for the changes incrementally that we're making to play out in the environment. Thinking of future generations and the planet that we leave to others. So what's the lessons for us? The decisions that we make today are for our kids and our grandkids. It's for future generations. It's for those who come after us. Those who haven't yet, we haven't yet reached. Those yet to encounter Jesus. We play our part in a long chain of faithful people who have done their part in the fulfilment of God's plans for Penrith and beyond. The challenge for us, as always, think beyond ourselves. Look higher than we do now. Look to the future that God may have for us. God declared, I'm the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He is the God of every generation. This week I was at a pastor's retreat and as I was reading my Bible, I was praying and talking through some things, a passage from the book of Philippians really stood out for me. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, being confident of this, that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. As those words leapt out of the page at me, I saw it in a way I've never seen it before. Previously, I've always read that in a personal context. He who has begun a good work in me, David Crocker. And as I was reading those words, it struck me of the corporate sense of that as well, that he who has begun a good work in us as a body of believers, as a community of faith, he who has begun a good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He began something many decades ago and he will continue it on for many decades to come or until Christ Jesus returns. As Paul says, we can be confident. God is on our side. There is a good work. And the work that has begun is not finished. God's kingdom is not stationary. God's plans did not end with a previous generation. There was not a special moment 20 years ago when all churches on the planet stopped advancing and settled. Until the day of Christ Jesus, let's not lose sight of the big picture. We do what we do because our King is returning, because the end happens, because God judges the living and the dead, because Jesus will return, and until then we do our best to share with a message of hope. In verses 9 and 11 of that same chapter of Philippians, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight 
so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus, to the glory and praise of God. As we gain more knowledge of who God is, as we gain insights into how His kingdom functions, our love abounds more and more. When we get to know our Creator, when we live spiritual lives as spiritual people on a spiritual journey, His love abounds in us and allows us to walk pure and blameless lives. If I was to break that down into language that we use a lot around here, love God, love people. Many people have asked what would happen on this site and what does the future look like if we as a church move on and we've talked about AIDS care facility that may be here and I've got a couple of, there's been a a bit of a plan established for the site if, if we're not here and the plan is that they're looking to build 34 units mostly one, two and three bedroom formats mostly two bedrooms, you'll be a community room and secure underground parking would you like to see a drawing of what it could look like here on site? Yeah? First could we put the drawing up Yeah, keep going. Uh, You can just cycle through those for a little bit as I keep speaking. How cool, just leave it there for a second. How cool is that? So that's Stafford Street right out front here and around the corner. You can see Judy's house. (laughs) I stress that these are concept drawings. Nothing has been approved at council, plans have not been submitted for this site, but this is how, how exciting I think that there's two parts to this equation. One is our potential move, but secondly is what potentially a blessing this site can be to the community of Penrith. As 34 one, two and three bedroom units are on site, as the message of Jesus Christ through a Christian aged care facility continues to go forth as chaplains are at work in there as we as a church partner with that in some way. thought it might be helpful this morning just to have an image because we've been talking about and around about things, but I, I just received these concept drawings this week. What does it mean to love God? And love people. And we desire to be a group of people who actively pursue, pursue spirituality. We desire to know our God, and as a result of that, knowing of Him, to make Him known, to share a message of love and hope with the world around us, to love people in this room, and more importantly, people not yet in this room. Thank you to all who display that heart. And may we continue to embrace that as we step into our future. Worship team, you can come and join me. I want to lead us in prayer this morning. God, is a, would you stand with me as, as we pray today?
God, as your church, we stand on the precipice of an incredibly significant moment. God, I pray that you help us in all that we do in the remainder of today and the coming weeks, months and years to be people marked by love. Because God, at the end of the day, a building's a building, but we are your church. And God, may we function as your church. May we express your heart to other people. May we be a shining light in the city of Penrith and beyond. God, may we reach people that we've never previously reached. God, may we connect with people in ways we've never been able to do before. God, I thank you that your word says that you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. God, thank you that it's your church, that it's you that's building. But God, thank you that you choose to use us in that journey. As we spiritual people on a spiritual journey come to you today, God, we pray your blessing upon all that will take place. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about, please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org www.cofcpenrith.org